When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, season two, episode nine. I am your girl, Cinquanta Cox-Smith. Smile for me. So today I am back with another live reading. Um, a few episodes ago, well, maybe a lot of episodes ago, I did a live reading of my um, first series, Journeys of the Hearts. I did the first three books and I did a chapter out of each book. So I'm excited to talk about The Weeknd, which is my first romance book. And also my first standalone. <laughs> so that's like a two-in-one, okay? So um, I'm excited to read. Um, I'm trying to I'm gonna try and do the first three chapters of this book. And then I'll let you guys know where you can purchase it at. All of that stuff will be down um, in the description box and in the podcast description. So uh, you know what we got to do. It's time for the rapid fire question of the day. It's time for our rapid fire question of the day. And the rapid fire question of the day is if you had access to a time machine, where would you go? So I did um, have some time to think about it, but hands down, every time I read the question, I would go back to 1999. And the reason I would go back to 1999 is when I met my husband for real, for real. And this was in the seventh grade um, when we first started dating. Um, so I had known him, I had seen him, but we were in, I guess we would say we weren't actually acquainted yet. We um, I knew his name. Um, he probably didn't know me, but this is when we actually got acquainted and he really gave me the nickname Smiley. So from seventh grade on, I became Smiley Quanta. So I've always had that nickname, but a little backstory, um, me and my husband were on co-ed basketball teams when we were like five and six years old. Um, I saw him in elementary school. And I was just like, oh my gosh, who is that boy? I have to know him. So he was always a grade ahead of me. So when I finally got to middle school, y'all, I found out who that boy was. <laughs> so um, I'm going back to 1999 so I can work my bifocals and my acne on him all over again. Okay. So um, I'm showing you guys the book over on YouTube and I'm excited to kind of get into it. I'll go ahead and read the synopsis for you guys um, of the weekend. So it says, Solana Remington, a 30-year-old associate producer at one of New York's biggest networks, is passionate about her work, life, and her best friend, Aliki. Would always tell her that she needed more time for love in her life. She had hope for love, but it wasn't until she met Chris Calloway, a Jamaican native who was fighting for equal rights at Delta Airlines. 
A night out on the town gave Chris the right amount of time to occupy some space in Solana's heart. But after Chris experienced tragedy in his family and finds himself back in the arms of an old flame, it threatens the early relationship that started with Solana. A surprise guest and an unexpected ending made Chris quickly decide if he should continue to find a way back into Solana's heart or accept defeat. Solana's strong will will allow her to forgive so easily that that's until the weekend happened. So I am going to go ahead and go through um, chapter one. There is some like Jamaican patois in the book. So if you hear like a little, let me put on a little different accent. That's what that is. So um, we're going to go ahead and do our live read. And I'm reading directly from the book, okay? So please forgive me um, if I stumble over my words because I like to be animated when I read, but also it's a lot to read. All right, so chapter one. Solana pulled up to the garage, parking garage at work, thinking about a conversation she recently had with her best friend, Aliki. They always had these long, random conversations. This time, they were discussing love, and neither of them was having any real luck in that department. Aliki was always curving niggas left and right. She really didn't know what she wanted, but that was just one of the layers of her dramatic-ass best friend. Her stories became the highlight of their days when Aliki used to ride the subway. Solana wasn't dramatic, but she sure was extra as fuck all the time. The girls had a good friendship. As far as everything else, Solana yearned for more. But she was so focused on work. Love would eventually come for her. But until then, she had more life goals to focus on. Solana stepped out of her 2018 Audi TT wearing a red Gucci dress with black Louboutins and made her way to the service elevator. She worked at CNN as an associate producer with numerous awards under her belt for covering major stories and events around the Tri-Cities area. She was waiting for her time to climb higher. She had her eyes on the executive producer position. She just needs, wait, she just needs to always focus and ready for the next big story. Her name held weight in the city, but she needed more media opportunities and to be able to cross-promote on other platforms. At the rate she was going, she could taste that corner office coming soon. Solana grew up in Biloxi, Mississippi. Her parents were very influential in the community. Their household was always attending political events and supporting people in the community who were running for office. She could remember running the polls at an early age in support of her father, when she was in junior high. Her dad took a, job, took a job offer with the mayor's office in the Bronx, New York. This move for a small town girl was rough. The speed of the city life had her feeling overwhelmed. All the buildings and so many people. It was definitely different than Mississippi. The way that she dressed, she started to feel like she stuck out at her new school. Having an older sister would have easily saved her life back then. She quickly realized how she was different from most of the girls at her new junior high until she met Aliki in English class. Yo, new girl, where you from? Aliki's strong New York accent intimidated Solana a little. A little shy to speak, but she had to make sure no one could tell she was nervous. Solana sat up in her seat and faced Aliki with a smile. I'm from Biloxi, Mississippi. Ever heard of it? Solana reached out her hand, hoping that she would be greeted politely. Aliki laughed, but she shook her hand. Hell nah, but we have to help you get rid of that country-ass accent. 
especially if we're going to kick it too. They both laugh. From that day on, the girls were inseparable. It was a friendship that was destined for greatness. Moving their families to the Bronx was most definitely difficult for the Remington family. The North was a different pace from living in the South. For so many years, Solana's dad, Richard, was always gone to important meetings and flying to different cities with the mayor. Marina was a stay-at-home mom, and Solana never understood her parents' marriage. But it worked for them. She never priced, she never peered, pried or asked questions. Her mom always made sure she and her brother stayed in the child's place. They didn't stay in the best neighborhood in the Bronx, but the Remington kids never went without anything. Samuel, Solana's brother, was the youngest. He was easily the family's favorite with his speckled blonde hair and green eyes. They both got the green eyes from their mom, who was full-blown Chamorro. Most of Solana's physical features made her look 100% African-American. She was average height, just over five feet, and most of her weight was in her hips. She had full lips that girls would pay for, wavy sandy brown hair and those beautiful green eyes. She had her mother's beauty, and that had to be a gift because she was always being told how she looked just like her mom growing up. After high school, Solana had made a great impression on her English teachers, and with the school newspaper editor, they encouraged her to pursue a business career in journalism. Solana loved being in front of the camera, and she had true talent when it came to tackling a story. Everyone loved to tune into her reports in the school's new show. She decided to attend Brarach College Zicklin School of Business. Her senior year, she interned at NY1 News as a reporter assistant. This gave her a lot of in-studio experience. She was the go-to intern and everyone was always looking for her. She became the top intern at NY1. Once she gradu graduated from college, she stayed on as a paid news associate and started to build her career producing news updates and writing several shows. Solana always strives to do the best without being a burden to her colleagues. Soon after, she got a position as a news associate at CNBC. All her hard work paid off when she got the offer from CNN to put her where she is now. Thankful for staying the course and let her work speak for herself, her career was on track in her eyes. Solana got to her floor and took a deep breath. She had a story that she was producing that involved the pay from some of the aviation technicians at Delta, who were currently on strike. The other media outlets didn't pick up the story yet, so she needed to move quickly and quietly, breaking the story with her team. Would keep her, would keep them at number one spot. She had always had her ears to the street for stories and checking important hashtags on social media to help her break news stories that weren't getting the press they needed. One thing about Solana, she could turn a story that didn't seem worthy of news into a hot commodity. If she was breaking the story first, the other news station would be left picking up her cookie crumbs. Solana grabbed her clipboard and hot tea her assistant had ready for her and then headed to the boardroom. This is where the magic started. She would send story ideas to her assistant, who was amazing at painting the picture for the stories and getting all the details and names of all parties involved. Once the picture for the storyboard was ready, they would start their brainstorm and execution session. This never got old for Solana. She loved being in charge, and she had an amazing team to back her up. It was time to brief the crew. Today will be a great day at CNN.
All right, guys, so we are going to go ahead and move into chapter two. Chris was home for another day because of the strike with Delta. He'd been working as an aviation technician for the past five years after trade school. It was already hard being a black man in America, but you add in being a black Jamaican man who immigrated to New York, he was exhausted that this was still going on two weeks now. And with all the uproar, no news outlets had picked up on it. Chris was a firm believer in hard work. And for the first time, he was experiencing unfair treatment in America. He needed something to happen and fast. Chris phone rung. Hey, Chris, what up, man? It's Zeke. His co-worker was also Jamaican. What up, man? Anywhere upon your media hookup yet? Chris was getting impatient. He loved his job. But fair is fair. Yeah, tomorrow at 9, we have a live interview with the news anchor from CNN. I'll contact Solana Remington. She's the associate producer covering the story. My cousin Aliki came through for us. They're best friends. You could hear Zeke's confidence through the phone. Man, that's great. Thank you, cousin, for me, man. Me dig getting worried. But I'm sure we'll get the attention we need now. Hopefully, the NAACP will be able to help we out, too. Chris was still somewhat uneducated in how laws worked in America, but he was a firm believer in reading and research. He and Zeke organized a lot of things once their supervisor informed them of the unfair pay scale against the minority workers. He didn't have to share the information with them all, at, with them at all, but once it left his mouth, they knew they needed that to take some type of action. At this point, Chris was ready to follow Zeke's lead. This wasn't only a problem in New York, but it was happening daily, especially with women. Chris hung up with Zeke and had a sigh of relief. He got up and grabbed a red stripe out of the fridge. As he sat back, he thought about the qualities and values his parents had instilled in him as a young boy, to always fight for what he believed in, whether it was for him or his peers. At this moment, he knew that they would be proud of him. Chris thought about the fact that he hadn't spoken to his father in a while. And this was one thing that his pride was too big for. Chris Calloway grew up in Discovery Bay, San Anne, Jamaica, where the views were beautiful, but daily life was hard. Growing up in what many would call poverty teaches you many things about strength and resilience. Once he turned 18, he and some cousins found themselves in Queens, New York, working old jobs at warehouses. This was better than what they would have gotten in Jamaica, but it was only going to be good for a little while. This was nothing long-term for Chris. He knew he wanted more. So he saved his money so he could be able to afford school. Within a year, Chris got accepted to Vaughn College for Aviation Technician. He told his cousins that he was moving on to college and they kind of turned their noses up at him, making fun about him wanting to be a schoolboy. Chris knew that being in the States, he would have to grind twice as hard. So he just wanted to make sure that he had some types of security for the future. He was able to pay in full and research had paid off. He remembers standing outside when he was younger, seeing planes pass by. He knew aircraft were complicated machines, but it made it even more intriguing to him. When he moved to New York, airplanes were always flying by and the city, of course, never sleeps. So he started buying and reading flying ma magazines, Aviation Week and Space Tech Technology to read more about aviation aircraft. Little did he know that he was about to get mad money. 
The way those machines work were intriguing for him. And even though he didn't attend a four-year Ivy League school, he got a pretty good education. After college, job hunt started slow. Chris thought that this was his training certificate. It would be easy to get a job, but not before he had to go through background checks, fingerprints, and three different types of interviews. He finally landed a job at Delta. He couldn't believe it. It would be working for one of the top airlines in the country. The pay was good and he was able to help his parents back in Jamaica, sending an occasional couple hundred dollars here and there. He mainly sent it to his mom because he and his dad's relationship was suffering. So most of his calls back home were to his mother and a few of his siblings. His mom would always beg him to come home or at least to speak with his father, but Chris declined every time. He just wasn't ready to mend the relationship. The day had come for the interview and Chris, standing solid and tall, grabbed the nicest pair of slacks he had. He settled on his corporate Delta shirt. He pulled out some express shoes that were cognac colors sprayed on some nautica cologne as he checked himself out in the mirror. The style had become one of the things he enjoyed. Since he could now afford to have a closet full of name brand items, he took an interest in presenting himself better when he was out of his everyday uniform. Chris was hoping that one day his luck in love would change. He went out on a few dates by using an app called Plenty of Fish, but those seemed to be women who were only interested in how much he made and fucking without a condom. He damn sure wasn't ready to be anyone's father, so this didn't work well for him. He only prayed that he could meet a good, wholesome lady in an old-fashioned way. Chris's hazel eyes were always the thing people complimented about him. He wore his hair cut in a low fade. He wasn't much of a facial hair type of dude, so he kept his mustache maintained. He turned off his light in the bathroom and walked out of the living room. He couldn't decide if he wanted to drive down or take the train, but the train would make more sense in this case. The media circus begun. Zeke met Chris at the entrance near Delta's corporate office. They were ready to get this show on the road and have their voices heard. When the guys turned around, they were greeted by a beautiful curvy woman with gorgeous locks blowing in the wind. You could tell she was about her business. She had a younger guy in tow with her who could be her assistant and the news anchor Gloria Stahl, whom we all had seen on CNN. Gloria was beautiful as well, but this woman, who the guys soon come to know as Helena Remington, had the guys in a trance. They fixed themselves up as the three got closer. Solana reached out her hand. You guys must be Zeke and Chris. When her eyes and Chris' eyes met, there was a weird twinkle that had them stuck in slow motion until Zeke cleared his throat. <clears> throat> I'm Zeke. You must be Miss Remington. This is my co-worker, Chris Calloway. We appreciate you for coming down. Zeke started speaking and greeted Gloria and Solana's assistant, but not before she corrected him by saying, Miss and looked down at Chris's hands to see if he was married. He caught the glance over and laughed a little. Well, shall we get started? Solana tried to hide that she was shocked by Chris's appearance. She would have called, She would have to call Aliki as soon as she left. The crew went over a few questions with Zeke and Chris to get some backstory. Then they were ready to shoot. The guys were brief on the camera angles and a little bit of the flow of the conversation. Solana let them know that they would control the conversation and issues. She would direct them if they got off topic. With her staring, starting the conversation, they would be sure to make waves in the community about this issue. The segment was coming to an end and the guys had covered all areas of the strike. The equality laws and laws that were put in place to help minorities. 
Solana was impressed with his knowledge. She thought to herself, I hope he didn't learn all of this in prison. She pulled those thoughts back as she investigated the camera to end the segment. Things went great, and before they parted ways, Solana was getting emails from other outlets who wanted in on the footage. She let the guys know that after today, things would be a little hectic, and she was glad she took a chance on the story. Solana thanked the guys, and then she handed Chris her card to stay in touch. The guys were speechless, but one thing was certain. Today was a good day. Chris was hoping that maybe this was a sign for him to let his guard down and things would start to happen for him. By 9 p.m. that night, the guys were local celebrities and were being tagged on all social media accounts along with calls from people who wanted to represent them or to appear on another show. The guys were three drinks in at a local bar celebrating their success when the call they wanted came in. Delta lawyers reached out for a meeting and to have their attorneys present as well. The guys threw back another shot to that phone call. Things were finally in motion. The guys only wanted fair pay, the same as their white colleagues. This could be a turning point, and they had to be prepared. The hard part was almost over. When Chris got home, he pulled out the card out of his pocket and looked at it. He smiled and said, Okay, Solana Remington, let's see where this goes. Oh, whew, I didn't realize that chapter was that long. <laughs>to discuss the unfair wages strike. He and Zeke had secured one of the top lawyers from the NAACP legal department. Chris needed to focus on this meeting, but he couldn't stop thinking about Solana. Meeting a woman that beautiful who was so smart and witty was rare. She didn't look like she was in the market, but the minimal flirting and look she gave him said otherwise. He couldn't figure out how to get her attention just yet, but he would figure it out soon. He hopped in the town car that the NAACP had sent over to take him to the neutral location. When he arrived, Zeke was out in front with the two lawyers. He got out of the car and greeted everyone as they prepared to negotiate. Once inside the boardroom, Delta's attorneys and their lawyers did most of the talking, but things were going well up until the Delta rep said for the increase of pay to happen with the minorities, Chris and Zeke had to suffer a suspension of 30 days and two weeks of administration leave without pay. The good news is when they returned, their pay would increase and their positions were still intact. After getting the press in the meeting, they would still suffer. The reps told them that they would need an answer immediately. The Delta's representatives left out of the room so they could discuss whether to take the deal or not. Chris was pretty much single, but Zeke had a wife and Sarah, wife. Sarah and two kids, Sanaya and Thomas. Two weeks without pay wasn't great for him. Chris decided to step in because they were in this thing together. He would give Zeke half of what he would make in those two weeks to help him stay covered in bills and to help his family out. If it meant they could keep their jobs and take a pay increase, 
Chris grew up not really broke, but he understood how much how money having would make things better in your life. He had been saving money since he arrived in New York. His cousins wanted to go out every weekend and to go to strip clubs, but he would make sure he saved his money so that he would always be straight. This was a small sacrifice for the current minority co-workers and the future ones. They agreed and took the deal. They all shook hands and their mission was accomplished. It felt like so much weight was lifted off their shoulders. The process was stressful already, but being able to agree no matter what the circumstances, they would be making a difference for all the new minority workers in the future. When the guys were able to share the good news with all the people who went on track with them, they were both looked at as heroes. Things would be different now, and hopefully they would not only gain more respect, but set an example for the business to break the wage difference between minorities. Now Chris would have some extra time for about a month, and he had to figure out what to do with his free time. There were a few big books that he wanted to check out and read, like the two the new T.D. Jakes book, Soar. Chris heard that it was a good, inspirational read. One thing that was on his mind was getting to know Solana. He found the card and decided to shoot her a text. It was Wednesday evening, so he would see if she was free sometime this weekend for dinner. The text read, Chris. Good evening, Solana. This is Chris Calloway from the Delta interview. Thanks so much for everything. Are you free this weekend for dinner? Chris hit sin and hopped in the shower, hoping that at least by axing her out and giving her a time frame that she would either say yes or no. That way, his feelings wouldn't be too hurt behind his boldness. The week had started super busy for Solana with a Delta strike. It was some of her best work, and today a deal was made and the pay increased for all the minority workers. She would do a news break follow-up soon, which would just be added into a regular segment. Solana absolutely loved success stories, especially when she was the one to break the news. She was tired by 7.45 p.m. and decided to leave her car in the garage and get a, get a car service to take her home. Halfway home, Solana's phone went off and she smiled when she saw the message. Thinking about how handsome Chris was, now she had to call Aliki about this before she responded. She dialed her best friend's number and she picked up the first ring. Yo, bitch! Aliki screamed through the phone. Solana rolled her eyes as she pulled the phone from her ears. Girl, you just have to be loud, huh? Solana rolled her eyes as Aliki could see her. What's your problem? Didn't you have a good day? My cousin called about the Delta story. Congrats, girl! Aliki's voice was high-pitched and screeched through the phone. Thanks, girl. I can always count on you. Did your cousin tell you about his fine-ass co-worker, Chris? Girl, I just want to bite his lips. He texts me tonight. Solana was now blushing in the back seat. Yeah, he mentioned that you and Chris look like y'all want to eat each other. She started laughing. I've never met him, but he and Zeke are really good friends. So what did he text? Did you text back? She was eager to hear the details. He thanked me for everything and asked if I was free for dinner this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I'm tempted, but girl, I don't know if I'll be able to control my inner hoe. It's been a minute, you know? Solana got quiet. Bitch, if you don't text that man back and go on a date, I'm hanging up. And don't call me back until you have confirmed a dinner date. Aliki hung up the phone. Solana knew how bad her best friend wanted her to find love. She looked at the text message again. After five minutes, she finally responded. Solana. Hey, Chris, it's nice to hear from you. 
I was just doing my job. I'm free Saturday evening. I would love to join you for dinner. Just let me know the time and place. Thanks again for the invite. Solana was nervous, but she could hear Aliki's annoying voice screaming, Send that shit, bitch! <laughs> she hit Sin and the driver opened her door. She was finally home. Her safe place to rest. Solana sent a quick text to Aliki. Solana, I accepted a date. Good night. She turned off her phone and went to the bathroom to run a nice hot mustard bath before bed. Tomorrow would be an easy day. The interview went well and her workload would decrease until the next big story broke. Oh my gosh, y'all, it's gonna be good. That was only three chapters. Got that much left to read in this amazing story. And it has, um, how many chapters? 16 chapters, so. Make sure you go grab the weekend to hear more about Solana and Chris's, you know, love story. And it, it's really one of my favorite stories that I've written um, so far. This segment is called Q Money Bag Thought of the Week. All right, y'all. So you know what time it is. This is time for the Q Money Bag Thought of the Week. And I'm super excited to um, talk about Meg and Cardi, Cardi's new single, Wet Ass Pussy, okay? Um, and I want to just play a little bit of it for you guys if you haven't heard it, but the visuals are super dope. are dope um the dancing the girls look amazing i stayed up last night to actually watch the video um and then listen to the song today but i love it i want you guys to let me know how you're feeling about wap what cardi and meg do you like the video better or do you like the song better will you be putting it in rotation can you play it around your kids probably not but it's a bop to me um, and I'm gonna rock with it. So I'm excited to see how the video and the song does. And I'm really ready for Cardi B to just come back and drop another album on us, okay? That's how I'm feeling. But I am super excited again. I hope you guys enjoyed the live read. Any mistakes, take it for love. My throat is dry. That was a lot of reading. That was a lot of pages, okay? That was a lot of pages. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Coins and Connections podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Coins and Connections so you can continue the conversation from the podcast onto Instagram. Also, make sure you leave a review and you're sharing and telling somebody. And if you're just listening, you should go over to YouTube and watch the videos. I am super animated and and listen, you get a whole nother little vibe over here on YouTube. So I appreciate you guys so much. And until next time.
Thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to share and leave a review for this podcast. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsinconnections.com. My websites are www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsinconnections.com. You can join my Facebook group at Books Plus Business with Cinquantacocksmith. Quanta Cox Smith. I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.